Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Sylvia Moss, and this is Insight, a presentation of iHeartMedia, where we really do care about our local communities and all our listeners who live here. So many, many times over the years, you heard me tell you that it take at least five minutes to educate yourself about whatever the issue is that concerns you, because... Things have really changed, especially when it comes to selecting our public officials. With an extremely important election day only a couple days away, I can tell you that not since the Civil War has this country seen so many issues and candidates that have not only divided the country, but often divided families. With me today is a woman whose organization beat me to the punch about 100 years ago as far as letting you know the importance of educating yourself about the issues that impact all of us. She is Meg Pierce, the executive director of the Pennsylvania League of Women Voters. It's important to let you know at this point and all through the program to remember that the League of Women Voters is a nonpartisan organization that supports no uh, candidates or party. Hey, how you doing? I'm so glad you came in. I heard a lot of great things about your organization. But when I mention Meg about, I'm always, and I have, I keep on telling people, it's not the same Democratic or Republican Party. What you heard about, this will fix the disease. That's baloney. Take that five minutes to find out that most of the stuff that used to be is not anymore. So as far as your organization why did they, like it was 100 years ago, why was there a need to start an organization that focused on women voting? Mm. So thank you for having me. Sure. So excited to be here oh. to chat with you today. So the League of Women Voters was founded out of the suffrage movement, as you said, which mm-hmm. was a movement to get women access to the ballot at a point when they did not have it. Okay. And out of that movement, the League was born. And as soon as the suffrage, um, you know, as soon as suffrage was the law of the land, the League was on the ground in communities across the country, registering women and showing them how to vote. So that's where we got our, our origin story from. Mm-hmm. The thing is, as civil rights has evolved, as voting rights has evolved over the course of our country's history, the League and other organizations recognize that it's not just women that need access to the right to vote. It's also people of color. I just said that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not just white men who, who need to be able to educate themselves and, and learn about elections. Mm-hmm. So the League has made a conscious shift to be a voice and an educator for all voters, not just women, ever since. So right now, although we have women in our name, our resources, our um, our voting information is available to voters no matter where they live, no matter their political affi- affiliation, their gender, or their age. One of the major things that you do is that you um, you try to let people know about policy issues. You don't, like, you're not for this or for that, but there's, you have these, the, our, my listeners would have access to information that actually gives them unbiased sides on both sides. Where do they find that? So, that that's that's correct. We strongly believe that your civic duty doesn't end when elections that's are right. over. That's right. And in fact, when candidates are running for office, they're essentially interviewing for a job. And as a voter, it's your job to say, 
you held, you made these promises to me when you were campaigning. I now want to hold you accountable to what you promised me. So that means civic engagement beyond just voting on election days. And that's being able to follow your lawmaker's record and to see which issues they're, lob- which issues they're working on, which policies that they care about. So the league takes positions on certain policy issues in the areas of government policy, social policy, and environmental policy. And we help voters understand what those issues are. Okay. And we also allow them to take action on them. So we do what's called action alerts on our website, for example. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, for example, um, this environmental regulation bill is coming up for a vote. If you care about it, you can take action here by contacting your lawmaker. So essentially, we try to make the civic participation process a little bit easier for everyone and a little bit more understandable. I've, I've said this on air before, and I maybe you can back me up, that when people contact their congressperson... Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that does not make a difference. Let our listeners know how grassroots movement and when you're upset about something, if you get in touch with your congressperson, what impact, no matter who put them in office, what impact that has on that? It absolutely has an impact, especially if you're working in mass, in in mobilizing your community around a certain issue. And contacting your congressperson, your your U.S. senator, is great. Where you're going to see even more impact of that highly localized engagement with your lawmaker Mm -hmm. is here in Harrisburg. Working with your state-level lawmaker, contacting them, sending them an email, sending them a letter, simply calling their office, you can really make your voice heard. How do you find out if they they, uh, saw your letter or your vote? you know, or your your uh, call? Sure. So if you call their office, you're most likely to speak with someone who will sure. take a record of your comment. There is a record. Mm-hmm. They'll take Ooh. a record of your comment. And uh, if you're sending an email, there's going to be, you're going to get a response no matter what, for the most part. Um, some, some lawmakers will batch replies because they're getting a lot of responses Same about thing. a certain issue. Right. But, but you will hear back and you will know that your voice was heard. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's good news. I'm going to tell people about that one. And I keep on saying... <laughs> Write your congressman or your legislator, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not going to work. <laughs> well, guess what? There's a system of checks and balances there, too, which is awesome. And, and your lawmakers work for you, which is, I think, something people oh, often forget about. They thank work you. for you. Exactly. <laughs> and they have a, a lot of them have a pretty easy jobs, don't they? <laughs> they got a lot of perks we would never get with an employer. Uh, oh, I just thought about something. We could take those uh those perks away if we wanted to because we're the employer there's so much to be considered there wow oh boy (laughs) i remember when i was a kid growing up the league of women voters sponsored the the the, i think they did one with um who was the first was it president kennedy and and nixon they sponsored the first televised event right yes so for many many years the league was the national sponsor of televised presidential debates um and due to the way that um, the debate rules changed. The league decided that it no longer wanted to moderate presidential candidate forums. However, state League of Women Voters, for example, Pennsylvania, and our local chapter affiliations all across the country continue to moderate candidate debates and candidate forums. Okay. And I can talk a little bit about Please this do. year and what that looked like. Okay. Um, so unfortunately, uh, at, the, at the state level, um, the league attempted to moderate several candidate debates with US candidates for U.S. senator, candidates for lieutenant governor, and candidates for governor. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Pennsylvania is experiencing a national trend that we're witnessing, which is candidates refusing to debate altogether, whether it's because they don't want to engage with the media in any way or because they don't trust nonpartisan organizations like the League. They want to have debates that are moderated by partisan actors. 
characters, which is very, very unfortunate. Now, this is not the case everywhere. And I think there's a lot of doom and gloom when it comes to this topic um, that I'm seeing. What we're seeing is actually on the local level, our local leagues, we have 33 across the Commonwealth, are actually seeing a willingness by local candidates to participate in this civil discourse, in Mm -hmm. this debate where you are asked by voters who are, again, like electing you for a job to say what your positions are and to give voters a chance to ask you questions and to better understand your priorities. So while we are very disappointed by the fact that we were not able to moderate or offer any kind of debate or candidate forum this this year, this election cycle, we are still seeing it locally. So we are still recognizing that candidates know that it matters. And, oh, that's that's incredible to hear something like that. I had that incident a couple of years ago uh, when during a presidential race when I invited, invited both party chairs from the state to come in and uh one and i'm not gonna say which wouldn't do it but one wanted a copy of the answer or the questions and also uh decided not to come in and the other one said no problem we'll be there Mm. so it's very frustrating and it's like what do you guys have to hide we already know what scumbags no that's a terrible (laughs) thing forgive me for that but people aren't stupid they already know all this goofy stuff that's going on why people run for office and have you found in your experience that there are people out there and i know quite a few of them too that get involved because they really, truly want to make a difference because this for as far as discussions I've had, people say, yeah, they do. But once they get to a maybe national level, they don't have an opinion. They're told by the party bosses mm-hmm. what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You find that is that still going on? I think that is the case sometimes. Um, I do think that anyone gets who gets into this this line of work, as we'll call it, does it with the best of intentions because mm-hmm. it's not an easy job. You are accountable to depending on the level of law that our level of office that you're working for thousands to millions of people and you have to represent all of their interests and you have to do all of the politicking and all the campaigning to get to that position and then you actually have to do the job. So it's not an easy job. Um, but what we are seeing, for example, with candidates and, and, and lawmakers at the U.S. Senate level is that it's essentially a position they have for life. Yeah, <laughs> um, which and- is another thing that visa, you yeah. know, so, so at some point, I think, you know, as, as voters, we have to decide, um, is this candidate still representing my interests? Um, is, is, does this person, you know, should they run for office again? Should they get reelected? Mm-hmm. One of the things I know you do, your, one of your major, major jobs is to expand voter registration. Where are we in this area right now as far as Pennsylvania uh, is, as far as now you can vote online. I'm mm-hmm. voting at the polls mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, but... Mm-hmm. Is it where you thought it would be? Is it where you expected it to be? Is pre-election right now? Mm. So at the voter registration deadline for the November midterm election, the one Next coming week. up, mm-hmm. uh, the registration deadline was last Monday. Okay. So we have the preliminary data on registration. So um, as of you know late last week, there were 8.7 million registered Pennsylvania voters. Um, and then what we're, we're seeing is in terms of mail-in ballot requests is that a lot fewer people will be voting by mail this year. So as of, again, at the end of last week, about 1.3 million of those voters had requested mail-in ballots. That's about half of where we were back in 2020, which 
which was the height of the pandemic. So fewer people will be voting by mail this year. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. People, is it apathy? No, they just don't want to vote or is it they're coming to the polls? I think it's I think it's a combination of all those things. So certainly presidential elections get the most media coverage. Sure. They get the most attention. People really hear about it. So there's always going to be lower turnout in the midterms. And I shouldn't say always because it's, you know, the for job the of the, it's the job of the league to make sure people vote every single year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think it's also the way the weaning of the pandemic. Um, we also have um, essentially early voting. So if you'd like to go to your county election office, you can request a mail-in ballot on the spot, fill it out, hand it back in. So there's multiple ways to vote. Um, but like you, I always love going to the polls. I love voting in person. But I recognize that as someone um, with a more flexible schedule, I am, you know, I have the ability to stand in line on and wait to vote on election day. I don't have kids. I don't have child care needs. Not everyone can stand in line on a random Tuesday in the middle of November to vote, which is why having early voting, having mail-in voting is so important. And Pennsylvania didn't always have it. In fact, we just got it in 2019. So it's definitely something we need to protect to make sure that voting is accessible for everyone. You know, one of the things that burns me up <laughs> is every time you go to the polls, it's like, well, maybe I'm I'm naive about this, but I believe that most people know by the time they pull that car into the polling place, they have a real good idea of which way they're going to vote. Mm. But when these people come up to you and hand you your flyers, do people really change their minds because of this? Because all of a sudden somebody gave them a flyer about an opposite candidate. Mm. I think that's a waste of time. What do you think? <laughs> um, I do think that, unfortunately, the more polarized we as a country and as a state become and the more in our own silos, our own vacuums of information that we are, people tend to tend to, you know, vote with their party. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always true. In Pennsylvania, for example, we have over 1 million independent voters who are not registered with a particular party. So they do pick and choose their candidates. But they um, don't vote in the, they can't vote in the primaries. They can't vote in the primaries for candidates, but they can right. vote on ballot issues and ballot measures. Oh, I didn't know that So it, wow. if you're an independent voter, I always suggest make sure you check your ballot, see what you're going to be voting for. In fact, I'll just plug our, our ballot tool, vote411.org. Yes, that was my next question. Tell <laughs> Great. About that, that is great. Yes, so Vote Four One One is the league's um, one-stop shop for election information. So all you need to do is enter your address, and then you can find your polling place. You can register to vote. You can request a mail-in ballot, and you can also use our nonpartisan voter tool ballot tool. So we ask all candidates for office where you're living to answer a series of questions about their policy priorities. And when you enter your address, you'll get the exact ballot that you'll see on election day. So you can read about your parent, your candidates, compare and contrast them, and then make your selection on our tool. You can even print out that ballot tool and bring it with you on election day if you're concerned about forgetting the names of the candidates that you, that you picked, for example. So again, it's a nonpartisan resource. It's available for any voter no matter where they live, including outside of Pennsylvania. It's a national tool. Okay, one thing I want to ask you about is data itself. Must you put your name in or just your zip code? No, you don't need to put your data. All okay, you need to so put is nobody your knows who's printing this out no, then. No okay, one knows. that's cool. You do other things too besides the 411. Tell us about this. Sure. So we're extremely busy right now with just all of this election preparation, making sure that voters are as informed and empowered as possible ahead of election day. So this year we um, 
kickstarted a brand new initiative called Ballot Box Basics, which is a free online webinar series for voters to answer all their pressing election questions. Mm -hmm. So asking about, um, you know, what do I do if I'm a first time voter? How does election security work? Um, How do ballot questions work? Just basics for voters, basics 101. And then we're we're also launching a very strategic um, GOTV get out the vote effort. So um, contacting voters, no matter where they live in the state, to ask them if they're registered, to ask if they're prepared for election day. So um, we did a series of postcard mailers. Maybe you got one. <laughs> no, not that I didn't, but I'm, I'll watch for yeah. it. <laughs> we launched um, a couple new initiatives. And then we're also just supporting our grassroots league infrastructure. So as I mentioned, we have 33 local leagues on the ground all across the Commonwealth who are in community right now in local neighborhoods, in local communities, doing this election work at a highly localized level. So here at the state level, it's my job to make sure that our grassroots infrastructure is supported in their work. Wow. You know what? Back in 2016, it was presidential. Everybody had Hillary winning. Mm. Surprise. Mm. So what I want to ask you about, there's polls all over the place. Who's most likely to be feel this way or vote this way? Mm. Are they really, is, are polls something you can really it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus take uh, a little bit of faith in or is mm-hmm. it a waste of time so thanks since 20 I, for i'll just preface this i'm not a polling expert okay oh, that's all right. <laughs> and furthermore the league doesn't poll our members so i'm actually always getting the question how are women going to vote in pennsylvania in yeah. 2022 that Meg? was my and next I question say, I, can't, no, I can't tell you <laughs> um but so i think polling and the way it's done has changed a lot since 2020 there were a lot of learnings about what oh, went yeah. wrong with that you know that polling mechanism back back in 2020 um i would still say they're they're reliable, but they're, they don't tell the full story. So for example, we can look at voter registration data, but voter registration is not the same as voter turnout. Mm-hmm. We can look at how many registered voters there are in the Commonwealth, and we can look at their party affiliation, but that doesn't mean, for example, there's more Democrats registered in Pennsylvania than Republicans, right. but Republicans depending on the election year, can have a better turnout rate. So it's always a toss-up. And it's another reason why you shouldn't just sit by during elections. Your vote does count, especially in a swing state like Pennsylvania, where we're very purple, where the country watches our election results closely as Mm -hmm. an indicator of a lot of other things. Your vote always matters. And your one vote does count. Let me ask you this. The big issue with the SEG, the big issue that's going to have an impact, and that's from... All the media's left and right that I watch mm. say that there's that the abortion issue mm. uh, is going to be big among women. Mm. Do you hear that out there when you're out doing your thing? Yes. Uh, access to abortion health care is one of the number one things women talk to me about. There's a huge concern right now about what's going to happen on the state level um, after this election, because currently what we're seeing, um, you know, with our current leaders in office right now, mm-hmm. we have a legislature that over the past couple of election cycles has pushed through very anti-abortion legislation. Governor Wolf has vetoed that repeatedly. Okay. So depending how the balance of power shifts in Pennsylvania, who we elect to governor, who we elect the, the governor office, who we elect as our state lawmakers who write these laws, that could have profound implications for abortion health care 
access in Pennsylvania. And women care about that. We saw a big spike in voter registration numbers. And while we can't, that data isn't always reliable because when you register to vote, that there's not a question about gender on the on the registration. Um, we're hearing this, you know, we're we're hearing this, we're seeing this. We know this is an issue that women voters care about. Wow, wow. And I should say, you know, anyone, you know, people that can get pregnant too, because it's not just an issue that affects women; it affects all of us. Yeah, it affects. Every, you're absolutely right. Here's something else too. Um, as far as uh, do you find that? Um, as I said, I was uh, my main reason when I talk to people about di- different issues is they don't know what's going on. Mm. It was good enough for my dad. It's good enough for me. Do you find that people vote more the party or do they vote a specific issue that impact they feel impacts them? I think it depends who they are. Um, like, like you know, like I said earlier, we do have a high rate of independent voters in the state of Pennsylvania who don't have blind affiliation to a particular party. But one thing you told me that I mm-hmm. didn't know was that you can still vote on the issue if, it, if an issue is on the ballot, which is great. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, I personally think that's how everyone should vote. It's here's the issues that I care about. I've done the research on the candidates and where they stand. And I'm not just going to assume that my party has my has me covered. And I can you know find the nuance in, in policies and their positions um, mm-hmm. by doing your vote. You're doing your research ahead of time um, and not just voting, you know, straight down your ticket well you know what the media thing a lot of people are discussing i mean yeah. they they so people who always watch the news said i'm so sick and tired of the media it's depressing it's they all feel this way the other yeah. side feels that's the way what's the truth and uh, the wonderful gentleman that i had on last week the editor of spotlight uh pa he's one of those old-fashioned that i grew up with uh, reporters editors where he doesn't have an opinion nor does his paper he delivers the facts which is what you were originally taught in journalism school mm-hmm. and i try so hard to hold fast to, to something like that because a lot of times these issues are um well, for example, nothing strikes me more than somebody who abuses a child. I mean, oh, my God. And I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut about things <laughs> like that. But what do you find as far as that's concerned? Uh, do you find that people still hold on to sound bites and you and take it as God's word when they go to the polls? I do. And I think that's a that's a problem that we've seen increasing really only in the last couple of election cycles. Yeah. And I remain hopeful that because people are sick and tired of it. Yeah. Voters are tired of it. There's polling on this where everyone is so um, exhausted by the hyperpartisanship, the negative TV ads that yeah. are flooding our television screens in the evening that will that hopefully will be able to revert back to a more oh, moderate dialogue um, that will be able to say we'll be able to um, through our vote and our voice allow candidates to have more nuanced positions instead of saying I'm extremely one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you about that. I want to talk about your membership. And uh, as I said, I know there's a, a chapter in Lancaster or in uh, Harrisburg area. How many did you say there were and where are they located? I mean, I know you have a lot of them located throughout the state, but here in the central Pennsylvania, Lancaster, York, Harrisburg, this Lebanon area, mm-hmm. uh, is the Harrisburg branch who you would be a part of? Yes. Okay. So the Harris, it's called the League of Women Voters of the Greater Harrisburg Area. So okay. it encompasses all the, the the towns that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They're an excellent active league. Highly recommend. They have getting been in, for many years. Yes, they do so much in the community. They're really an exemplary league um, in, in our state. We have thirty three chapters all across the Commonwealth, and ideally, I'd like to have one in every single county. So we're about in, we're about half the counties. <laughs> wow. Right wow. now, um, but they're just a great way to get involved on the local level. Um, because here at the league, we believe that 
local action is where it matters that's most. right polls elections are win on the local level yes right i yes. mean that's a, that's a definite fact it's so it's so true and the other thing is that elections happen every year, twice a year. Mm-hmm. And next year, 2023, is going to be a critically important election. And my concern is that with all of the media, the national media attention that's going to be, you know, we're no longer interested in Pennsylvania after the midterms in 2022, people are going to be even less interested in voting in 2023. But in 2023 is when we're going to have municipal elections. It's when we're going to have those hyper-local elections where your vote cast will actually impact your day-to-day life. So, for example, in Philadelphia, where I'm from, mm-hmm. we're going to be electing an entirely new city council. And those city council lawmakers are the ones that make the laws for my city. That's how my trash is picked up. That's the funding for my local exactly. library. That's the funding for my local schools. So voting every year is really important. And your local league especially can help you figure out how to do that and what are the issues at stake in your area. You know what I think is funny is with, if they're local, my goodness, you you can write a letter or call or email, but hey, you know where they work. You, you can take it right down and say, work. where is that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, many lawmakers have office hours. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's awesome. There's so much I wanted to ask you about. What typically is expected from members when they come in there? Can I, And might, might I say, uh, there are Republicans and Democrats and independents yes. that are part of this, which is an uh, example. How, do you have men? Yes. Um, league membership is open to all gender identities, um, all ages. Uh, well, 16 up. 16 plus, I should say. No kidding. I didn't know <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and- I know what somebody's grandson's going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We love that. We'd love to have him. Um, so membership is what you make of it. Um, some people join the league because they want to get our updates and they want to know kind of the policy issues that they care about. They want to know what's happening with that. And we provide great nonpartisan information. Um, A lot of leagues, you know, you can take on more of a leadership role. Um, You can, you can really do what you're have the level of engagement that you, that you're most comfortable with and that you have the capacity for. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of our members are young working mothers um, who, you know, come to a meeting every once in a while to see what's going on, but don't have capacity to take on much more than that. And then we have lifetime league members who this is essentially a full-time job for them. And they're a leader in their community and they run their league, their small nonprofit organization as, as a full-time job. So I think that's there's, wonderful. Um, yeah, there's, there's really space for everyone who wants to get more involved. Well, you're rather young, but you must get, being involved in this organization, you must get a lot of inspiration from working with all these folks in your organization. Because like I said, you turn the TV on. And this is when people say to me, I want to turn that damn TV off. I'm sick of this. It reminds me of years ago when I was watching a football game with my dad and it, the commentator, the sportscaster, it was obvious he was for the team that was opposed to the one I was rooting for. And I just turned it down. Mm. I knew this is my interpretation. I'll find out what's going on. Mm. So the media, talk to me about uh, the impact, how you feel about um, the the media or how, I mean, how can I put this? Mm. Do they keep on top of what you're doing, the impact that the the, uh, League of Women Voters is doing? What do you think? Do you get as much exposure as you should get? (laughs) That's a great question. Well, I mean, it's true, because this is the kind of information that we need. We don't want all that fancy crap. We Mm. just want to, these are the facts, ma'am. Right, right. So I think that there, there is generally good coverage of the work of nonpartisan groups like the League, um, because... One thing that I've become keenly aware of is the fact that 
Here in Pennsylvania, we have a total lack of investment in Pennsylvania's civic infrastructure. So what do I mean by that? The Pennsylvania Department of State is one of the most underfunded election offices in the country. I believe, you know, only the state of North Dakota has more election staff <laughs> than the state of Pennsylvania. So how that wow. actually plays out is that our, you know, our county elections, our staff, our, our county elections offices are understaffed. The Pennsylvania Department of State doesn't have a lot of resources to help voters understand that the election's coming up and why it matters. So it's the role of nonpartisan civic organizations like the League to step up and help empower and inform voters um, about what's going on and the issues that are at stake. So I I don't necessarily think it's a lack of media coverage. I think it's just a lack of, of awareness by everyone, though, of the fact that although we have you know, millions of dollars being poured into big elections right now. We don't have a big investment in the infrastructure of how elections are run um, in the state. That's just, that's disgusting for Pennsylvania where they used to have this tagline says America starts here. Well, guess what? America does did start here. And Mm -hmm. and according to this election, it's going to start here too. So it's, it's very, very serious. And don't whine if you didn't vote. And you know what? I'd like to ask you in your position and what you've been doing, do you still have faith in, in what the election process in this country? I do. I especially have faith in the way the elections are run here in Pennsylvania. Despite, as I mentioned, the, the underfunding that I that I mentioned, yeah. despite all of the myths and disinformation that's being sent out through through social media, through through major media markets right now, the way that we run our elections here in Pennsylvania is safe and secure. We okay. do our the Department of State and all the county election offices do so much diligent work to make sure that every vote is counted, to make sure that um, the election is called correctly. Mm-hmm. And despite zero evidence of any kind of voter fraud in the last two election cycles, we're still hearing you know misinformation about elections. So to all of your listeners out there, I want you to know that if you cast your ballot, no matter when, <laughs> it will be counted and your vote matters. Oh, that's good to hear. I have to close and run out of time. This is so interesting. I've learned several things today, and I thought I knew it all because I love to (laughs) listen about politics. If you wouldn't mind, give us another idea of what that resource, that 411, is about and how do you reach it? Yes. So vote411.org. All you have to do is go there and then enter your address and you'll have everything you need to vote ahead of November 8th. So um, tomorrow, November 1st, is the deadline to request a mail-in ballot. So if you're going to vote by mail, I strongly recommend that you request it as soon as possible and don't rely on the mail to get it back because we don't know what's going to happen with post office delays. So another thing Vote for One can do is let you know where you can drop off your mail-in ballot, whether that's at a ballot drop box if they have one in your county or with your local elections office when they're open, or you can use Vote for One to find your polling place, um, you know, the the address. It's all one-stop shop. Somebody should be doing PSAs for you on that 411. (laughs) That's perfect. I would love to get more resources to do that. Wow. It's all about resources and yours is reliable. (laughs) My guest again, Meg Pierce, Executive Director of the uh, Pennsylvania League of Women Voters. Thank you, dear, so much for driving up from Philly just to talk to Sylvia. (laughs) And thanks for getting the word out. And if you want to know more about Pennsylvania League of Women Voters, go to www.palwv.org. And a quick reminder, Election Day is Tuesday, November 8th. And finally, if you can't catch Insight when it airs on all of our iHeart stations, find it on the iHeart podcast app or several other podcasts app, podcast apps. How do you like that? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Meg. See you next week.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.